0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah. Hello. And Carrie. What's up? Well, the news was light last week, and that's because they were saving all the shit for today. It's been quite a uh, quite a week in gaming news, none of it good. Um, the first of which is probably the least surprising story uh, that could have ever happened um, in a year uh, or, or really, a several week period where Square is shuttering many of its uh, live service games, including the failed Babylon's Fall and Chocobo GP. And
1: oh, right, that was a thing. Yeah, Babylon's and that bravely, Fall. yeah,
0: that bravely. <laughs> that default was a game, game that came
1: out, wasn't it?
0: It was um, a couple of days ago. Uh, Crystal Dynamics gave word that Square said to them, "Avengers, disassemble." because the avengers video game is uh is ceasing development uh and is going as many people have said uh, compared it to anthem i don't think that's fair as as disappointing as the avengers video game was it was it was multitudes more successful than anthem was
1: yeah,
2: yeah i mean let's not, let's not get ridiculous yeah like um, it's fun to like it's fun to like like
1: it's fun to make jokes
2: yeah it, it's just a little bit of Schadenfreude <laughs> right like the like this is this was bound to happen yeah um this is what happens when you uh when you have your pay your your uh live service game and the first thing you you do with it after the game releases is to launch a, a character that uses a bow and arrow um <laughs> that should have told you right then and there that this wasn't going to last yeah no.
0: So they, uh, they're they putting out the last update for the game on March 31st. Uh, there will be no new content or additions to the game after that. And support for the game will end completely on September 30th of this year, though they will keep the servers online so people will still be able to play the game. Um, they're also going to be uh, turning off the cosmetics marketplace And they will convert all of the credits that people have purchased uh, with real money into in-game currency so they can still do stuff with that uh, if they please. Um, Again, none of us are surprised. uh, The fact that they made this a live service game from the get-go. It never should have been. It
1: never should have been live service. Like, I feel like you know developers saw the success of one game that did live service well which was destiny Mm -hmm. and go oh we can do that not realizing that destiny feels very much like a lightning in a bottle situation and i don't even know that like a destiny sequel could do it the same to at the same level that you know destiny 2 has been able to do well, um,
0: not only that, but De- Destiny. People, everyone in the Destiny success story forgets that Destiny One also had a an abysmal launch, and yeah. it took them a literal year to get the ship righted and to put out the Taken King, which is where people said the game really came yeah. alive. And De- and Destiny Two, for as successful as that game has been, has it's also had kind
1: of stumbled at at launch.
0: It's had, it's had a lot of ups and downs, and it yeah. continues to have ups and downs. As such, is the way. Of a live service game like you can't like that's that's the thing when you go into this is that everyone kind of it seems like every company that tries to shoehorn like a live service into a game, especially games that don't actually need it are like banking on everything going breaking correctly for them. And and basically they're like, you know, if this hits perfectly, this is going to be great and it's going to be super successful and it's going to make a lot of money. Not realizing that every live service game that has been a success has dealt with some sort of tumult that they've been able to work through because they had a long-term vision for the game. And that they also had a game that had a robust enough community um, that would be willing to come back to the game once they figured the stuff that was going on, which Avengers never had. Like Avengers had a huge three weeks when it first came out and then nothing. And it was and it was completely dead
2: uh after that. Yeah. As uh as the only person that's played this game <laughs> um I still uh I still am very satisfied with the actual combat, like the actual gameplay mechanics, like mm-hmm. everyone feels good to play, which is surprising given that some of those characters are very different from one another.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: using a pretty standardized control scheme for two characters that can fly uh one that uses you know hand-to-hand combat along with ranged weapon we one that's kind of exclusively ranged and and like with stealth elements and like it's 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 pretty incredible that the game played the way it did it was very satisfying much like like a, a, a jelly bean is satisfying, <laughs> but like eating jelly beans day after day after day after day after day, the same flavor of jelly bean money. Mm-hmm. Day after day after day, that's not gonna that, that you get sick of it. And yeah. you get sick of it really quick. What a waste of a hot IP. I I cannot I cannot believe that this IP of the Avengers right was was just wasted on this game
1: it was Not such a that. fucking whiff of a game like they had it like they had it in the palm of their hands they had the avengers at a time where people were basically come still sort of coming off the high of infinity war and end game and they absolutely could have done something really fucking cool and fun and they were like nope live service and uh People just weren't buying into it. And, you know, I I have to, th- like, I view live service looter shooters in the same way that I view MMOs. Like, people generally have time for, like, one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. They're not going to play if you're multiple. Late,
0: yeah, and if you're late to the party.
1: <laughs> Too fucking bad. You Like, you better have something cool going on. Right. For, if every, you wanna-
0: for every one Final Fantasy fourteen there are... oodles and oodles you you also have to
1: you know ff14 is a great example in so much that like fucking world of warcraft was it Mm -hmm. and (laughs) ff14 1.0 was not a good game because the initial development team did such a piss poor job trying to like take stuff from other things in the genre and make something out of it with, you know, a similarly killer IP in the form of Final Fantasy. Um, And to the point where they literally had to like blow up the game and start over with a Realm Reborn. And obviously the folks at uh, Square Enix were not going to do the same thing with an Avengers live service game that didn't seem to be going anywhere. Um, But yeah, it's, it's just, it it blows my mind that Avengers was again like they fucking they put the ball on the tee when they got that IP and mm-hmm. this like it's as if the kid like tripped over himself and fell down <laughs> in the batter's box <laughs> like it was right there. Uh, I don't I don't
0: even know if the, I don't even know if that's a that's an apt analogy like that that's more like they hit a single. When they should have when they had it teed up for a home run, like like yeah. the game was playable right it it's, worked, it's, you know what i mean
1: it it wasn't like a fucking piss poor garbage product, it right. was just like mediocre and tedious enough that it wasn't going to get folks to jump on board with another life service game, particularly two and a half years ago when it came out when we were dealing with a glut of mediocre life service games mm-hmm. so.
0: And, and Mike said, what a waste of an IP. What a waste of a developer. I mean, this is Crystal That's Dynamics. Yeah. This is, you know, these are the folks who, you know, known for Tomb Raider and, and who took the Tomb Raider franchise and resuscitated it and, and made it into something that stands, for my money, just maybe a smidge below uh, Uncharted. Like, it's got the gameplay. It just doesn't have the, the you know, the rest of it, <laughs> essentially. Um, and then they throw them on this, which is a project that, again, seemed doomed to failure from the get-go i mean when you're when you're big you know when, when you're like hey it's a live service game and our big uh our big feature is no loot boxes and that gets like a fucking standing <laughs> ovation like that's right that's not mm-hmm. very good um and again like you had the blueprints for destiny like you saw like you got to see the entire destiny you know the the, the entire destiny one arc at the beginning of the destiny two arc to see Hey, maybe these are the mistakes we should make. And yet every single time someone comes out with a live service game, the same mistakes somehow get made over and over again. And it's because they can't meet the deadlines um, that are imposed to get these games out on the floor. I'm sure Crystal Dynamics probably wouldn't have wanted to release the game in the state that it was in when it first launched, which had, uh, a, you know, very minuscule amount of missions and, and repeatable tasks and things like that. Um, but again, they had to get it out sometime. The game had already been delayed, uh, six months from its original release date, if you guys recall, because it was supposed yeah. to come out that spring and, it was just kind of in a, in a bad bad way from there. So just a just a dumb project all around. And again, if you're a game company and you want to and you insist on making a live service game, then you need to develop the game from the ground up with that in mind. And again, observe what has worked and what has not worked from your for, you know, among your contemporaries in the industry and stop making the same fucking mistakes over and over and over again. So.
1: Yeah. Honestly if you've like done, I done
2: if if you've done like their their marketplace was ridiculous mm-hmm. okay um the the marketplace at first you can only buy skins uh which is fine uh, you know technically skins don't like impact the gameplay um but their skins range from $7 to $15 $15 for a yeah.
1: fucking cosmetic
2: for a for one cosmetic skin,
1: shut the fuck up. No, and
2: <laughs> I mean if you if you were to say instead of claiming that oh well each hero is going to come out and it's they're going to be free, how about how about you charge folks and maybe you can't because of, I I don't know why you could. well no you could because they put Spider Man on certain. Co- how about you charge folks for a hero, right? Fifteen dollars for. Like the Black Panther expansion, mm-hmm. it gave you new areas, a new hero, and a little bit of story. If you charge $15 for that, which feels like it's only worth 10 but if you charge $15 for that, and you charge $15 for Hawkeye, and you charge $15 for uh, Kate Bishop, and you charge $15 for Winter Soldier... And you low, I'm not even saying give those cosmetics away, lower the cost of the cosmetics to five bucks. Mm -hmm. I think this may have garnered them a little more money before it failed. It still would have failed, right? Because like the, just the gameplay loop wasn't, wasn't satisfying to, to keep you on. But I feel like they could have like gained a little more like. Cash. They could have. They could have fleeced you a little more before they. Yeah. Before they left.
0: I I agree with your approach. If the game was a free to play game, but since they made you pay full retail for a box copy of this game, sorry, the characters can't be included with that. Then, like, you don't need to charge <laughs> yeah. for DLC for for a game that again, if you're coming out and you're saying this is a live service, then I'm expecting additional content to supplement the game that's that's kind of like the price of my investment and then if you want to make money on me sure you can charge me for skins i agree we've talked about on the show before the price for those skins ludicrously high you would like it i I don't understand why they want to charge seven to fifteen dollars and they get the sales they get whereas if you charge a third of that for those skins, I would imagine and maybe I'm wrong. We probably have analysts that look at this and I'm probably out, way off base. But I feel like if you charge the third of what they charge, like you charge like two dollars for a basic skin and five dollars for a premium skin or however the fuck they they analyze that. Wouldn't you sell more than three times as many? Like, wouldn't you get more people bought in on that stuff if it becomes more of an impulse purchase look, and, and the
1: money's not more a, disposable? I'm not a numbers guy, mm-hmm. but I feel like you're correct about that. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, man. When you go to the supermarket, the impulse buys are like candy and bubble gum, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a fucking TV, right? Like because right, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna spend that kind of money, man. The impulse buys at the grocery store are no more than twenty dollars because I've seen I've been in Targets where they're like buy a DVD while you're just standing here, right? No, but <laughs> at, the same, at the same time, you know, like yeah, I. I don't know man. I don't know. Yeah, just a just a sad state of affairs all around. I yeah, think
1: honestly. of how <coughs> excuse me. I think of how how much like that property would have been a home run if they had taken the same approach that they took with Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Yep. Mhm. Oh, I mean, mean,
1: that was that was a fucking Guardians, fun game. Like
0: Well and Guardians didn't sell because like it wasn't marketed very well and it no. was more it's weird to call guardians niche but i feel like it's more niche than just like the avengers as niche as guardians can be no, um you're right. but you're right like if you had made a guardian style game of avengers because there there's a bunch of people that bought that avengers game not realizing what they were getting into just because they mm-hmm. saw avengers on the cover and they're just like oh it's a new superhero game and so like those people you know would have been a lot more satisfied and again it doesn't help when the game you know fell off a cliff early, so square had to do what square always does, and fucking slash the price for that first black Friday, and it was thirty dollars and you know you're the, from that point on you're fighting uphill immediately, so mismanaged from top to bottom um continues to be the story of of square Enix um in this and they had the nerve to say he
2: had the nerve they had the nerve to say that Crystal dynamics wasn't the right fit for Avengers. Like they weren't the right fit. No, you weren't.
0: You weren't the, white, the right fit.
2: Square Enix, <laughs> <laughs> as, as a publisher, it's just hilarious.
0: To me. It, it it almost upsets me that they're going to be rolling the money uh, this June, and I'm going to be a part of it. So, like, like, because I, I feel like they don't deserve the success that they're going to get with Final Fantasy 16 they've <laughs> even managing things uh, the past couple couple of years. So,
1: nope. But I'll be there day one. Yeah,
0: except for except for but FF14. That's the that's the one lone spot. And that's because that the publisher pretty much leaves that shit alone at this point. Like like Yoshi yeah. P turned it around and they're just like, you know what? You're the golden goose right now. Keep the ship sa- sailing forward and we're just going to leave you alone. Like we're just going yeah. to leave it be. So. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Carrie,
0: you are you are back on the Persona 3 portable grind
1: uh yeah well persona- i had not played persona 3 portable before because i never owned a psp really and uh, i wasn't about to buy one to play this um, but it, well, you,
0: you played persona 3 before though right? i played what persona okay.
1: 3 before because it was okay. originally a playstation 2 title so yes. yes i have played the shit out of persona 3 i just didn't never played portable which is a pretty different experience so far um it's very much like a Streamlined version of a Persona game. Uh, a lot of the fat is sort of cut out because you, you're you not sort of basically everything outside of like the main battle areas. Um, so you have your your mementos equivalent in the form of uh, Tartarus. Mm-hmm. And um, then there are other boss areas that pop up throughout the story. And outside of those areas, everything is like sort of a visual novel. Um, and like I knew this going in, but even still, I was sort of like initially put off by it because I like the running around and talking to my f- friends and shit like that. Um, and like you you still do that. Um, it's just that like you you interact with them sort of via a cursor on the screen rather than by you moving your character around. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, but because of how like streamlined the non-battle portions of the game are, um, like it really, it really does cut out a lot of time and it means that you can play the game in shorter bursts really. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas normally like if I want to sit down and play persona five, you know, I am going to the basement and I will see you in three hours. like, <laughs> whereas like Persona three, you know, it's I, I'm playing it on Steam, by the way. Um, it is also now available on um, PS5 Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm sure it runs lovely on Nintendo Switch because that sort of portable console is what P three p was designed for. Um, it's weird to play a game that was developed <laughs> initially. For the PlayStation 2, and then was slimmed down to fit on a PlayStation Portable cartridge on a high-end gaming PC. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in the description in the show notes, I refer to this as a very crunchy port um, <laughs> because you can see every single angle polygon on the. They
0: didn't even bother to upres up it. No,
1: not really. really. Yeah, because um, I think I
0: think Golden got a bit of a treatment I think well it it did
1: it got a little bit of a treatment but that's also a Vita title um Mm -hmm. which like is naturally going to look a little bit better anyway (laughs) um yeah it's it's pretty crunchy um but it look it's fine Persona 3 is is very much near and dear to my heart um it was sort of my intro into the Shin Megami Tensei franchise at large um but like well, I would recommend you play it. Like if you are coming from Persona 5, like this is not the same this is not the same experience. Um I I do appreciate the fact that Persona 3 Portable uh allows you to control all of your party members in mm-hmm. the course of Persona 3 because in the original and in Persona 3 FES, um, which had like an epilogue. Um that uh, you could not control your party members. You could only control the main character. Um, everything else was up to AI, and you could sort of direct the AI. You could be like, be more offensive, you know, do more buffs and heals, that sort of thing. Um, but most of my experience playing through Persona 3 for the first time, which I guess was like 2008, so it's been a while, um, was just like begging Mitsuru to stop using Marin and Karen every single turn. Like, just... <laughs> You can't charm the enemy. Stop fucking trying. Just like a waste of a turn every time with that character. Um but now that you can control everyone, it's really nice. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's um it's good, but it is absolutely a PlayStation portable game. <laughs> so, uh there I have heard rumors more recently that apparently there is some consideration to a full-blown remake of Persona 3, which I would love. Um, But yeah, I mean, Persona 3 is like a weird, really dark game in a lot of ways. Um, Certainly more dark than uh, Persona 4, which has you investigating a series of murders in a small farm town but it's good. And if you are coming off of Persona 5 uh and you're looking for something else to play, Persona 3 is a good good place to start, especially now that it's easier and more accessible to play. Though Persona 4 Golden is also really good.
0: Yeah. Like well, so that's that's the next one for me. I don't know. I don't know when you, you I'm going to get Golden? into
1: it. Yeah. Okay. I've
0: heard I've heard really good things. Like that. I mean, that was the one that really that really piked the in, piqued the interest in in the West, I feel like for the first time.
1: um, I mean, it's it's interesting because ultimately, like Persona three had the sort of like big niche impact. And then Persona four was the sort of like, and more specifically Persona four golden was the sort of like first taste of mainstream success mm-hmm. for the persona franchise. And then Persona 5 came and blew all that out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, Persona 3 is good. And I think it, it still holds up. Um, and the crunchiness is not a deterrent for me as far as enjoying the story or the gameplay. So
2: Very cool. All very, right. no. very good. Uh, go to densepixel.com slash fans for all of uh, your dense pixels needs. You'll get invited to our Discord, um, and you can do a bunch of stuff there. Um, and that's where you go voice your opinion in uh, the post office. Drop us a line uh, at densepixels.com slash fans. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe. Uh, you can see all our beautiful faces. You can see uh, the, the television flashing behind me uh, as Raw Triple X is on uh you can see me get distracted by my wife as she comes in here asking where the bowl of popcorn went i have no idea <laughs> wow. um when you go hit the like button hit the subscribe button it really helps us out um and then you can go to anywhere you get your podcast to get all of the tnp studios podcasts uh including the nerdpocalypse black on black cinema Oh my goodness gracious, guys! We're doing a movie on black on black cinema. We're recording it tomorrow. It's called the Black Gestapo.
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: is this is
0: is this one of those like based on a true story things?
2: I hope not.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's, bla-
2: <laughs> it's a it's a black exploitation movie. Um, I was about to say, and, they, why the, did
1: they have to call? No.
2: Uh, but, uh. Well, mm, because uh, because well,
0: some because somehow even back in the 70s, Republicans weren't racist enough to come up with that with a <laughs> term like that to denigrate black people. Well, and yet so I feel I, like if, I feel like if someone said it today, then they wouldn't even have to apologize for it in conservative media.
2: I, I I'm excited to watch it. I haven't watched it, but uh, I saw the trailer. The trailer was wild. And um, we picked it because, you know, there are certain black uh musical artists out there that uh for some reason have no problem admitting to the world that they like nazis uh which is a problem um nazis are bad don't like them uh punch them um (laughs) it feels
1: it feels very strange that we have to
2: qualify this Claire, clear clear, I mean, clear I, I, fire stance on nazis right. not good i know in, Shocking. yeah bad <laughs> yeah i think i can safely speak for all of us here at the best pixels podcast when we say we are anti-nazi um uh, other shows you can uh, subscribe to are coming distractions in the weekly preview episode of look forward political podcast go to densebuxes.com slash premium for $5 a month or $50 for the year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including all of the back episodes of hearing of is No time to bleed men with the golden tongues, uh, upstage conversation and the full, uh, fresh weekly, uh, extended episode of the look forward political podcast, uh, where our two, uh, secular friends, the thugs of news go on and, uh, repeatedly uh, take <laughs> glee in 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 disparaging my religion that's fine to be fair uh, i i took i
0: took a, i took even evangelical christians specifically last week <laughs> <laughs> and all i did was say they might be stupid
2: <laughs> <laughs> look, but ah, look, i had real i had very good context you lion. did, you did, and quite <laughs> frankly, I'm 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 one foot in, one foot out anyway. So I am not offended. at
0: all. <laughs> Listen, you are you are not an evangelical Christian, therefore, <laughs> I meant you no offense. So That's but yes, um, like we said, it was a pretty shit week in the games industry uh, last week, and it's it's kind of been shitty in tech generally. Um, for the past couple of weeks, as as companies are getting their Q4 earnings and looking at their yearly earnings, uh, there's a lot of cuts because there's a lot of people that made a shitload of money uh, during the peak of the pandemic. And now that the pandemic has become something that's kind of part of our everyday lives and people are going out and not staying in as much tech companies are really feeling the crunch uh, big time and not able to keep up uh, with their earnings projections uh, that were made based off of numbers. Uh, that are quite frankly unsustainable. That's not just the tech problem. That's a problem in industries across the world. Um, but specifically in the gaming industry, uh, we saw a lot of layoffs, um, most notably uh, at Microsoft. Microsoft cut 10,000 jobs uh, last week, many of them in the gaming sector, um, and many of those... Uh, We're at 343 Industries, uh, the makers of Halo and Bethesda Game Studios, uh, who are working on a number of projects at any given time. Uh, Riot Games also did dozens of layoffs uh, for probably many people to say it's first time that they can recall. Um, So they they were just kind of cleaning up positions that Riot said, quote, no longer makes sense for us. Um, Unity let go of 284 folks as well. Um, there's an Israeli company called Playtica. Uh, they laid off 600 employees uh, and round and round we go. Pretty big fucking bummer. Um, we're probably not through the end of it. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see this happen at places like Ubisoft. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see this at some other uh, big publishers who are typically uh, laying off folks. And We'll get into 343 in a second. Um, A lot of people saying that this might have happened because of, uh, you know, poor reception for Halo Infinite and the fact that the game has been uh, mired in a bit of a bit of a standstill since the game released in terms of putting out new content. Um, But I hate this shit. And I hate this shit specifically because the people whose fault it actually is are never held to account. Like like the people the people that are getting uh laid off are people who are the grunts. Like they're the ones doing the the day-to-day, they're the ones that are making you know the paltry salaries compared to the executives and the upper management who are responsible for setting the course uh for the for the plan of action for these companies. Uh and and they're not the ones taking the fall. And not only that, um we saw in the industry, but also the games media. Industry was also hit with massive layoffs. Uh, we saw layoffs at Fandom, who owns uh, GameSpot and Giant Bomb. Uh, and then we also saw layoffs at Vox Media, uh, which I don't believe hit the gaming side of things at all. I think that was isolated um, to a lot of their blogs and things like that, which Vox Media and SB Nation doesn't cover hockey anymore, like like all of their hockey blogs got Eighty six, And if I were the NHL, uh, that would that should be a big wake up call to me that Vox media feels like they don't have to have hockey coverage. But I digress. Um, but yeah, said the, the people that are actually making the decisions. Uh, we talked last week about um, Yeezy Mo put out a internal email to Ubisoft employees um, talking about the company struggles in Q4. And he ended it with saying, you know, something like the balls in your court now to make these great games. And then they had an all hands meeting last week and one of the people sent a question to him and said hey you said in this email that the ball's in our court now and it's time for us to run with it well the ball's been in your court for all these years and you put us in this situation why aren't you being held to account like like why is it on us to fix your mistakes and to fix your and he had to kind of bet
2: It's your court dummy right
1: (laughs) (laughs) you built the fucking court like
0: yeah so yeah, I'm just, I just I hate this um, because the people – like I said, the people who are leaving aren't leaving. And, and by the way, it people aren't leaving because these companies aren't profitable. That's not what's happening. It's because they're not meeting the earnings and they're not meeting the profits that they said they were going to. So it's not that they're not profitable. It's that they're not profitable enough so that they're, they're, the shareholders –
1: they're not meeting these exceedingly high expectations that the C-level executives all told their shareholders they were going to be able to meet, despite mm-hmm. the fact that the level of growth that this industry has in, you know, seen within the last few years, driven by the conditions caused by the pandemic, was obviously going to be in no way sustainable. But instead of realizing that ahead of time, they were like, no, nah, keep going. keep going we got to keep we got to keep hiring you know and so they hired a ton of people and oh wowie now you're not making nearly as much money as you said you were going to make because everyone went back to the office like me fucking hate it um (laughs) and uh it's just it's it's wild to me that that i mean i am unsurprised by this turn of events this is you know I, I would consider this somewhat expected, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's just the the way that some of these companies are handling this sort of shit over the last week, basically as the Q4 reports start rolling out, it's um it's kind of gross, but that's capitalism for you, baby. And mm-hmm. uh, welcome to hell. So
2: yeah, I, you know, one of the things i'm not i'm not a business person um but i do know that like i have to deal with a little bit of finance in my job mm-hmm. and it's like if we don't you know if you don't spend enough money you won't get that much allocated next fiscal year it's kind of the same only if you don't make enough money with these corporations mm-hmm. like they they throw a hissy fit like they don't like that <laughs> like like but it comes to a point where it's like yo there's not enough money (laughs) there's not enough money going around you can't have like our next next quarter i want i want infinity money and it's just like wait what like i don't know man and look i don't know what the solution is right like do you socialism (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah because like something, something's got to give right like you can't
0: you the, can't yes the the the, abol- the abolishment of the free market that is that is ultimately the solution to this specific problem because as long as there's shareholders and as long as there's outside interests and money being yes. poured into these companies, what we
1: need to do is we need to yeah. start hunting billionaires for sport <laughs> I, I mean promise i promise this will solve a, a lot of problems
2: like i wish there was a i wish there was just a cap on how much a person could make
1: that's it. Just a cap
2: on how much a person can make. What's well, wild make... is that
1: like they have that in sports leagues and
2: Right. Like
0: right. only <laughs> only for the players though, Carrie. The owners no, of owners course, don't course, have to, of, <laughs> course. Aren't <subjective>. of course. Of <laughs> course. Oh God. <laughs> only 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 for the
2: people who, who are the means of production and not the yeah. uh
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Like mm-hmm. if you can make a if you can make billion, a billion dollars a billion dollars if you if you individual have a company that you can make a billion dollars right
1: mm-hmm.
2: that should be it yeah that's it the rest goes you, you to you your employees
1: you don't need more than that i promise you you don't need any more
2: than that. <laughs> like i can't imagine having a billion dollars and look take, i'm, all for, I'm take, all for people
1: i'll take i'll take 10 percent of that and I will fuck off into the woods. I'll, t- and you I'll
0: will take never- a hundredth of a
1: percent of that. Of you. Right, 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 right. Like, I'll take 1% yeah. of that and I will walk into the woods and you will never see me again. I will no longer yeah, be a menace to society because let's be real. I am right now.
2: <laughs> like I'm all full of people making as much money as you can. Right. I, I'm a firm believer. If you are good at something. Uh, and people want it, like, charge them for it. But, like, the, you got to hit even, like, there's there's got to be a cap. Mm-hmm. And then if you own a corporation, especially if you own a corporation, if you own a corporation, like, you funnel that money back down. And that's how you get people to want to work for you. That's yeah. how you get people, like, like people think that, like, old people think that young people are lazy. No, nah, they're not lazy. They're just not, they're, there's no incentive for them to work hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know uh, gone are the days of, of working hard for like a hill of beans or whatever you know what i mean like nah man uh, and um yeah i don't know it's just it's just weird it's just weird well also and, get and, your politics out of my goddamn video games Well, and, and again that's that's the thing is that all these
0: record profits where do they go like you know like like you guys said like it would be smart to be invested back into the company and some, some of them do that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of those small – a lot of the big games pay for a lot of the small games of some of these publishers and stuff like that. But for the most part, they go to shareholders. Like like when companies are doing really well, what do they do? They pay out dividends. and the, And the people who invest money in the company are the ones that get it, not the workers that, you know, got them to that level or anything like that. The CEO gets a nice fat – you know, at at Microsoft, I'm sure the CEO of Microsoft, when Microsoft does really well, is getting literally tens of millions of dollars of bonus money, which for them doesn't even fucking matter because they 'cause they already have like hundreds of millions of dollars in the banks so or just like whatever. And it right. and it goes to shareholders. It's it's one of the things that galled people during the pandemic because all these businesses got bailed out with the you know, like the airline industry, especially, because they were they were suffering on hard times. They got bailed out by, you know the government money, um you know, basically supplementing their lost income for the pandemic, they would give a small bonus to their employees. And then what happened to the rest? Buy back stocks. Like that's 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 literally what happened is they is they would buy back stocks that they could then sell later on when once profits were higher and they could, you know, make some money off of that as well. It's it's fucking gross. Um and again, I understand also that like these like we're gonna shift the focus to Microsoft specifically here. It's kind of funny. And I understand that these two these two sources of income come from two very different buckets and it's not like a money in, money out situation. Like the reason that Microsoft is buying Activision is because debt is cheap right now um, and so that's why they're trying to to buy that and it's not a one-to-one ratio. But if you're someone who did get laid off at 343 or Bethesda, it must be really galling to see the the process continue – uh, the 69, you know, billion dollar process continue, uh, to get Activision and Blizzard into the Microsoft fold as you're, you know, getting a severance package and and hitting the street because you guys didn't make enough money for us this year. We need, and we need to cut costs. So that's from out of that. Um, now again, as I mentioned, a lot of these layoffs happened at three, four, three industries, makers of halo, uh, halo infinite has been, uh, Tough sledding since its release, as far as getting new content out there, and so the uh, the rumors and speculation abound in the industry that with all these cuts, surely this must mean that Microsoft is considering pulling its flagship franchise away from three four three, a company that in the decade that it's been there, I would you know I think it's fair to say it struggled to really meet the same highs that it hit uh, when Bungie was running the show. Uh, but according to 343 Studios, that is not the case. Uh, studio head Pierre Heinz said that Halo and Master Chief were, quote, here to stay, and that the 343 team would continue to develop Halo now and in the future. Um, this was a very brief statement. Uh, Pierre Heinz, apparently a fan of brevity, um, that he put out <laughs> on Twitter to talk about this. Uh, my question to you, and this is probably most towards Micah, do you think that 343, after three Halo games, uh, should get another bite at the apple with
2: Halo? No, it, you know, Bungie really, but Bungie is a really, really hard act to follow, um, because they, they not only, like, got gameplay down, mm-hmm. but they got story down. Like, they made you care about a faceless avatar. And um, 343 just, there's no, I don't feel the love. Like, it just feels like, it feels like they're pumping out a game. They're working really hard on it, right? Like, I'm not accusing them of pumping out schlock. But, um, no, I think it's time for something new. I, I think it's time for something new. I think I think that's how you keep franchises alive. Quite frankly, um, it, 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 and that's in any art form. One person doing the same thing over and over again is how you got season eight of Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like they wanted to be done with it, and they they were just like, alright, all right, all right, right,
1: just ship She's crazy, it, whatever. I think right.
0: I, well. I, I think part of that is also the fact that they had a lot more free reign over the story. Like they didn't have a guide map to follow strictly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 turns turns out George R.R. Martin uh, can't finish a book in a prompt manner, but he can spin a yarn. Turns tur- <laughs> as it happens.
2: <laughs> but no, man. Look, uh, it, it's very sweet that you named a company after Three Four Three Guilty Spark. But I mean, you, you can change a company's name. <laughs> or you could just be like, this is our new area code now. Yeah. Three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or just be like, hey, uh, no, we, we made Halo, you know, we made a trilogy of Halo games and yeah. now we're ready to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. You yes, don't, you don't I, have I, I to be the Halo the studio. Guess what? It's why Bungie's not a part of Microsoft anymore because they're like, you know what? <laughs> we don't want to be the Halo studio anymore. And Microsoft's <laughs> like, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, uh, those Halo what? games, they make a lot of money. So maybe you could just be the Halo <laughs> studio, and they're just like, actually, uh, deuces. We're gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. go elsewhere, and uh, do what we want to do.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah man. Yeah,
2: I, I just, I would love to see, I would love to see, um, I would love to see someone else take on Halo. Right? Like, I don't, I don't hate that franchise. It's not my favorite, but
1: it's I something that I'll it.
2: play. Yeah, I respect it. Something I'll I like play. The music. Yeah, it like still has great music. Yeah, that, they put a lot of they put a lot of effort into these games. It's just the promise of what Halo Infinite could have been um wasn't fulfilled. And um could you imagine if like Bungie still wanted to do it but like it ended up being like Destiny? Mhm. And just, just like it would be the, I'm, sure,
0: the, I'm sure Microsoft could imagine <laughs> it they, you know whole different uh, whole different landscape now
2: yeah man they, they 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 built Destiny from like you know just a bunch of weird shit right and and like who would like that turns out everyone likes it and and, and here we have 343 with Halo a, a franchise that is synonymous with video gaming at this point right mm-hmm. like yeah, man, I'm not going to say they wasted this IP, but like, no, this this I want to see someone else try. Yeah, I think
0: it's also a good a good lesson about knowing when to to move on, um, you know, contrast this with Sony, for example. Could they milk the shit out of the Uncharted franchise? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do that now? No. No. Because they realized that they told a lot of really good stories and that the you know the cow only has so much milk in it before you know the shit gets sour and they and they moved on before it got stale. Um worse with Microsoft we see it twice with we we've seen it with Halo and we seen it with Gears of War. Like Gears of War is a far cry from where Gears of War was at its at its zenith. Um the, the these last two games that have come out have not hit the same highs.
2: Uh, I'm sad. I I I can't tell you how sad I am yeah. at the state of where Gears of War is. Like Gears of War, the, the first few games. The first two were great. The third one was still pretty good. Um but they were, you know, they hit me specifically in uh in my like 1980s like Predator Commando, you know, like just walking penises with feelings and stuff like that. Like that's <laughs> it hit me, but that's like, it, it, it hit me right where it needed to. And it was really, really good. And now it's, I, I mean, I hate to say this. I really do. But the later gears of war games, uh, they feel, I, f- I know what it's like to feel like a boomer now, right? Like mm-hmm. they are, it's not that it's not that they star different protagonists or anything like that. It just, it just doesn't hit the same like is this what the kids are into like well and and it's because I feel like. it's because
0: they told a specific story with those first three games and they and they told a tight narrative and then when it came time for gears 4 it was like well fuck i guess we got to make another one like like <laughs> look how much money we made for gears 3 and so you're starting yeah. from a place of obligation almost or it's like oh we have to make this game we don't really have the passion to make- I mean, I guess you there's some level of passion. I'm not trying to say that people that made it are dispassionate about it, but at the same time, like it's like, all right, we have to we have to make a Gears game, so let's figure out what that game's gonna be rather than oh my god, I know where I want this to go. Like, I cannot wait to make this new fun gears game. Halo did the same thing. Like Halo, they told the story um with you know Halo Halo's 1 through 3 um you got a you got a nice little bonus there at with a prequel game with Halo Reach that had that was probably better than it had any right to be uh, mostly cuz that really was Bungie's was. yeah swan song to the series and then 343 three was like well fuck you know we need to make a Halo games so now we need to figure out how to you know how to make it work essentially and it's never quite been um the same thing and and again the the troubles of the development i mean we are getting to uh the third multiplayer season for a game that released uh, 15 months ago at this point,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which, you know, for, for for a game that is supposed to be, you know, this ongoing multiplayer thing that you're going to get constant updates and we're going to keep you engaged and, you know, do the whole Fortnite thing and all that stuff. That's not good when you're just getting to season three all this time later, because any because only at this point I have to imagine only the fucking diehardiest of diehard Halo people are still playing that game on a regular basis. Yeah. So.
1: Very sad. Like Halo Wars.
0: Uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, Halo Wars for what it was was excellent. Um you know, it, it appealed to a very different genre of people um that, that are looking for something different, but it's a good game.
1: For i sure. just remember when like halo wars and halo wars 2 came out literally having to explain to people mm. who are coming in and be like oh new halo game and i'm having to be like wait wait this is a real-time strategy game this is not a first-person shooter do you understand <laughs> what you're buying you yeah, I'm getting the new halo all right well have fun like
0: <laughs> <laughs> see see you see in three days
1: yep yep
0: you don't even kill anybody. You just tell people what to do. That's what, that's what I remember. Someone literally, literally said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're like a general or something. I'm like, yeah, it's, a, it's what happens yeah. in an RTS. That is what that is.
1: Yep. <laughs> in other industry bullshit, Blizzard. Hey, we're back talking about Blizzard <laughs> on the podcast. Who would have thought? Uh, in a story filed by uh, Mr. Jason Schreier for Bloomberg, earlier this evening um brian birmingham who was the co-lead developer on world of warcraft classic uh biggity bounced out of there and said in an email to his staff that he was fed up with the system that blizzard implemented in 2021 which is a process called stack ranking in which employees are ranked by their managers on a bell curve and managers must give low ratings to a certain percentage of their staff. They were expected to give a poor status referred to as developing, uh, to roughly 5% of the employees on their teams, which would lower those employees profit sharing bonus money and could prevent them from receiving raises or promotions in the near future. Um, Birmingham said in his email um, when team leads asked why we had to do this, while wow, directors explained that while they did not agree, the reasons given by executive leadership, were that it was important to squeeze the bottom most performers as a way to make sure everybody continues to grow. This sort of policy encourages competition between employees, sabotage of one another's work, a desire for people to find low performing teams that they can be the best performing worker on and ultimately erodes trust and destroys creativity. Uh, if this policy cannot be reversed, then the Blizzard Entertainment I want to work for doesn't exist anymore, and I'll have to find somewhere else to work. Yeah, this policy sucks, and if I worked for a company that did it, I would quit.
0: If um, and and so I'm I'm saying this as someone with almost fifteen, no more than that. Fuck, God, I'm old. Oh God, Ooh. eighteen, almost eighteen years of Ooh. management experience. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In my career, if you can't find a way to develop someone, um, and uh, ba- ba- without assigning like negative grades to them, and and finding reasons to do it, um, then you're not a very good manager because anyone can be continued to develop and challenged and have goals set for them uh, without necessarily holding, you know, a sword over their heads. Um, while doing it. And I'm not saying that this guy was a bad manager. Obviously he's not, he left. He's like, yeah, this is fucked up and, and this yeah. isn't right. But the upper managers on the team who didn't push back against corporate were like, Hey, this is stupid. We're not doing this. Um, those are the people who are a little bit cowardice in, in this, in this specific example. Um, Cause it doesn't make any sense. Like if, if someone truly was ranked that low, or they're not hitting, you know, metrics that they need to, or anything like that. Then they probably don't need to work for you, or this is, they might not be in the right in the right position.
1: Well, or you didn't do not, a good enough job even, developing them in the first place. It's not even just that; it's the fact that there is a quota that has to be met for filing right. a certain amount of employees into the developing, like the low ranking, regardless of sort of how well they're actually doing. Well, um, it's, it's like Birmingham I told you before
0: got on the recording they're like they're like the cops like you yeah. know how like like you know at the end of the month like you got to watch out around you know speed traps because cops have to meet their ticket quota at right. the end of the month they're going to get you for some bullshit that they wouldn't care about you know yeah. f- earlier on
1: yeah uh, apparently said uh birmingham said he was forced to lower an employee from the average successful rating to developing in order to meet his quota um so stack ranking Um, Apparently first gained popularity uh, in the 80s, used at several tech companies, including Amazon. Uh, The process is generally criticized for pitting employees against one another and for facilitating toxic environments and has accordingly become less popular over the last few years. Microsoft, which, of course, as we just discussed, intends to acquire Activision Blizzard for 69 billion dollars. Um, ended its own stack ranking program about 10 years ago Um, so I would like to think that if this deal goes through which we're all assuming it will that Activision Blizzard will probably be forced to end theirs as well because again it's bullshit and it doesn't actually Mm -hmm. help anybody Um, literally all they're trying to do is make sure that less people get the profit sharing bonus that everyone else gets
0: yep and that's literally too, like, like if you're, if your team is so large that you as a immediate supervisor have enough people that you're just like, oh God, like it makes, you know, like I, I got it. We have to do stack ranking. I can't possibly have individual performance, you know, plans for each of these folks or, or, or have goals for individual goals for folks. Your team's too big. Fucking make yeah. it smaller, promote more people and, and manage smaller teams and hand off that responsibility. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
2: So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um speaking of terrible companies. <laughs> Amazon <laughs> the, the app <aforementioned>. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. Go to uh slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases when you do. You will get um uh what you wanted and we will get uh, a finders fee. Uh, I'm on com slash Amazon and I typed in Blizzard. Um and the first result is a movie, a 2003 movie, called Blizzard, starring Brenda Bl- Blethyn, Brittany mm-hmm. Bristow, Whoopi Goldberg, directed <laughs> by LaVar Burton. Wow. Okay, hold on, guys. How, was, hold on. how is Whoopi Goldberg getting third billing with that uh, With guy? <laughs> it's my question. <laughs> it is an enchanting tale of Katie and her magical friendship with Blizzard, one of Santa's newest reindeer. Blizzard uses uses her special powers to help Katie realize her own inner strength and potential. By doing so, Blizzard risks being banished from Santa's village. Only the most powerful gift of all can save them. Yo, so so, Blizzard the reindeer is going to be banished from Santa's village for helping a person? What kind of fucking bullshit is this, Santa? Plus, this not supposed to be Blitzen, not Blizzard. Ah, this is a new one. No. There's a new one. Um Yeah, this is this is this is whack. Go get yourself a Blizzard, a book called Blizzard by John Rocco. It's nine forty nine on sale right now at densepixels.com slash Amazon.
0: We go to the post office where you can submit your questions by going to densepixels.com slash fans, starting with Daniel, who asks, What is the worst candy?
1: Good impression.
2: uh circus peanuts. Licorice
1: is that? Are are we considering circus peanuts a candy? Yes, I I don't know. I think There's always been sort of like either. marshmallow adjacent to me.
2: Oh, all right then, Tootsie Rolls.
1: Really, really?
2: You don't like Tootsie Rolls? Tootsie Rolls? No, I don't like Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls are plastic chocolate. It's gross. They're not. They're not. They're not good. They're not mm-hmm. good. I don't like. Them. like yeah, I'm chocolate,
1: chocolate, Brad, chocolate Brad, and I are on eat. the. Uh, well. brad and i are on the same are on the same wavelength because good and plenty uh is technically licorice candy
0: like licorice in all its forms are is is fucking gross so,
1: awful i
2: don't i don't care for licorice my wife loves twizzlers i just can't
1: I, Twizzlers I can't. aren't licorice we are referring to actual licorice no twizzlers are little strawberry twists that is I masquerading am, in the form of general licorice we are referring to black licorice i
0: am i am, like, I am also including oh, twizzlers don't like in my black act <laughs> Twi- twizzlers no, black are
1: black. good like no no strawberry, no. no twizzlers wrong twizzlers are good
0: twizzlers make me physically nauseous whenever i
1: eat oh, them oh my god no like <laughs> yeah. actual licorice is awful that's why i don't like good and plenty because it's just fucking raw anise basically and uh but like it's masquerading as tiny little delightfully colored candies but no that shit tastes like butthole um awful <laughs> no. like
2: Quick, quickly, uh, back to the Amazon read for a second. I'm sorry. I typed in, I typed in licorice candy and uh, into Google and I see an ad here. Oh wow. It's an ad. Fuck. I shouldn't have clicked it. Um, but it's an (laughs) ad (laughs) because now I'm going to get
1: ruined. (laughs) Is it the one that says lusting for licorice?
2: It's uh no, it's, I see a, I see a big bag here, uh, that says Negro on the bag, oh, okay. uh, and I and I say what? <laughs> I type in licorice and I see no. a bag called Negro.
0: Ne- negro, uh, my friend. It,
2: <laughs> yes, it is. It is Negro. It is Hungarian. <laughs> it is Hungarian classic Negro hard candy. Okay. No, All look. Right. Get yourself there's, get
1: there's yourself there's...
2: some Negro candy <laughs> at desprystals slash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 look. Twizzlers. There's like Twizzlers makes licorice as well. But Twizzlers, when you get them at like the movie theater, that's just like that's just strawberry. It's strawberry it so, in the form of lic of a so, licorice twist. But what about
2: the black licorice? Is that different? That is from, licorice. Oh, black, yes. It's I mean different. the black Twizzlers. The black Twizzlers. They yes, black that is Twizzlers.
1: that is actual licorice flavored candy because licorice is derived from um anise and it has a very specific flavor that i do not find pleasurable now i am i am i'm a bit ignorant
2: i'm a bit Uh ignorant and you have said and you have said this twice now and at first i thought you were joking and now i don't know if you are it is derived from anise are you saying that there is something called
1: anise anise or aniseed um, which is like oh, okay. it grows, it grows all <laughs> over the place. You can literally find it probably in your backyard. I, um,
2: I, I bet everybody has one.
1: <laughs> yes, everybody has one.
0: Everybody's got some anise. Yeah, everybody's got
1: some anise.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm but not everyone anise. likes to eat anise, so you gotta no. you gotta be careful. No, you
1: gotta be I careful personally don't care to. No judgment if you do though. <laughs>
0: Uh, Film Wander asks, what are your expectations for the uh, 2023 F1 season, which is starting in just uh, about six weeks from now? Uh, I think it's Max Verstappen until someone proves otherwise, uh, is, my, is my projection. Uh, he looked too dominant last year. Uh, but we'll see. We never know what the cars are going to look like until uh, they get out on the track. Uh, Mark asks, are we ever going to get another Beyond the Register or what? Um, probably one day yeah. when we get there. So. Just gotta Sunday, find the time, maybe. man. Yeah, has gotta find the time. Uh, T Wash asks, What wrestling heel did you hate in the past but now have come to appreciate? They list uh, Edge and Kurt Angle as two examples for them.
2: Um, Kurt is a really good one. Kurt Angle is secretly probably one of the best professional wrestlers ever, mm-hmm. uh, because it takes more than just like mat skills. Uh, wrestling, half of wrestling is character work. And Kurt Angle could pull off character work while well, he was in WWE. I didn't really follow him when he was outside of WWE. I, I, everything I saw of him, he wasn't, like, fun. But he could be serious. He he comes to play. Um, he could be goofy. Like, he's not, like, you can't have any shame. You can't have any shame. Uh, and for someone with no shame to to be able to humiliate themselves, but still, like, legitimately kick your ass like that's awesome man um so yeah i i I like that idea i'm gonna steal it it's kurt angle
0: randy orton really annoyed me in the mid to late 2000s and now and now i really really enjoy him because he's having a lot of fun when when he's doing what he does out there yeah so that's that's probably mine uh clay asks uh wwe2k23 has been officially announced do you think that they have fixed the game or uh can we expect more of the same? Um 22 was fairly decent by all accounts, especially compared to the boondoggle that was two K twenty.
2: Yeah, they, they, they took a whole ass year off because two K twenty was so bad. Um I wouldn't know. I I don't play I've I think I've played one WWE two K game. Can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. Didn't care for it. I, I don't like the. uh I don't like this weird simulation like, you know, fighting game style wrestling. As much as like, I don't really care about that AEW game. I do want to play it just for mm-hmm. the nostalgia hit, but like, I don't want to buy it. You know what <laughs> I mean? like, was this gonna be like seventy dollars? I'm like, nah, yo, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. I just want to play it. I'm sure it'll be on sale fast enough. Um, They also ask what
0: extra stuff like DLC or extra content or Easter eggs would entice you to pre-order a game in this day and age or has pre-ordering gone the way of the dinosaur? Now, me and Carrie have to answer this question first and then Micah can answer it second because I think we lay on two very opposite ends of the fence when it comes to this particular subject. Micah's Um, like,
1: does it exist? It is pre-ordered.
0: If... uh,
1: (laughs) <laughs> if you get it
0: like if they give you like an extra like and this is going to be specific to certain types of games fighting games in particular but if they give you an extra character that you would then normally have to like pay money for and i know that it's a game that i want then i'll usually pre-order it but uh, nowadays like considering that i get everything digitally and considering that there's a lot of games that <laughs> fucking suck um yeah. hey go check out those four reviews that came out today ain't looking good <laughs> um <laughs>
1: We'll actually get to that in a second. Um, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, there, like it's got to be something really worthwhile that that would actually heighten my experience. If it's just like a costume or, you know, like a like a skin of some kind or an extra weapon, eh, probably not going to do it.
1: Look at this point. The only thing, like, the only time I'm pre-ordering a game is usually for the sake of like a collector's edition. Um, not again. Not necessarily something that like. Oh, a little, a little token extra costume or cosmetic or some shit like that. That, um, you know, that would come come with like the standard edition if you pre-ordered it. Like, I I reserve my pre-orders for limited collector's editions of shit that I know I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. Like the last couple games that I pre-ordered were the collector's editions of Monster Hunter Stories Two and maybe Persona Five Royal, and that was basically it um yeah i just i don't really do pre-orders anymore yeah. um yeah the last kind of the it. last
0: game that i pre-ordered was gt7 and i think it's like because they gave you like a car or two so i'm just like yeah i'll take that so <laughs> but,
1: i think i did a digital pre-order of shin megami tensei three because like you got some maybe an extra cosmetic but again this was a game that i had already played before and i knew i was going to like and i was looking forward to the hd port sort of regardless So. It it didn't factor into my decision.
0: Now, Michael, why in this day and age of of bait (laughs) and switches and publishers holding back until the game pretty much has come out, uh, do you still give companies your pre-order dollars?
2: So I don't pre-order as much as I used to, right? Like old me would have probably pre-ordered like Forspoken, right?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm genuinely surprised to hear that you haven't.
2: No, I have not. Support support.
0: Well, all all of a sudden, Mike, like you know, I listen to I listen to Black on Black Cinema, and I always (laughs) think that CR is giving you a hard time, but I I see now that she seeks the truth. Micah going out of his way to not support Black women. (laughs) 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 Go off, King. Like I get.
2: (laughs) Oh Uh, Look. I will look, I've got f I've I have got I i pre order home runs. I pre-order games that I know are gonna blow me away. I have five games pre-ordered right now. Look ooh, I wonder if I can
0: name them. Hang on. Like all right, let, let's let's play this game. Can I name Micah's like, pre-orders? All right, Street Fighter 6. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. uh um, Spider Man 2? Yep. Yeah. Not available yet. Oh, not available yet. Okay. Uh Starfield.
2: No, I, I
0: no, oh, you game yeah, I, you was, I, I, what, was, what not, I was not.
1: I was not going to guess.
0: <laughs> Ridiculous. That that doesn't count. Um, fuck. Now I'm already running out of games.
2: Uh, Zelda. Nope. Really? Okay. I I for some reason I didn't get into Breath of the Wild. Oh, what
0: fucking uh, is the the new Yakuza? Uh, like like
2: That's the one I thought you weren't going to get. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> uh <laughs> star wars jedi survivor
2: yep that's it. okay
0: yeah yeah, yeah. fuck you make oh uh re4 is
2: not available for Order yet is it it is are you i'm gonna remake? hold off it comes out in march, I'm, I'm gonna right yeah that comes out in march i'll oh, hold shit, off really? on that point, Wow. because okay. star star wars comes out in march i'm gonna play star wars before i play resident fuck uh,
1: what, are the, what are the
2: other two diablo four yep Oh wow! I'm surprised yeah. you. Have, I'm actually surprised you had that pre-ordered.
0: I wasn't going to say that.
1: Uh, FF16.
2: Oh,
0: there you go. Yeah. Okay, I should have. I, I, yeah. I, I like like yeah. mean, come, come, come on,
2: June, guys. June. Yeah. It's going to be June's going to be uh, June's going to be like Christmas in 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 June. In June? Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cam asks after fairly robust romance systems and fire emblem awakening in three houses. Why do y'all think that part of the experience has regressed in three hopes and the latest installment engage.
1: Hey, Cam. Um, it's because it sucks. And uh, <laughs> I didn't, you know, <laughs> we didn't need a fucking dating sim and fire emblem. Um, I'm, I'm happy to hear that they actually rolled it back in engage. It makes me more interested in engage. Um, I, all the fire emblems. Uh, I'll say I'll say Awakening was good, and everything since then has been um, baby games for babies. And if you want to play Real Fire Emblem, go back and play literally anything else that came out before Awakening, except except the DS port of uh, or the DS remake. Don't play Shadow Dragon. Shadow Dragon isn't very good. But go back and play the Game Boy Advance ones, and then play um, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. And uh, enjoy yourself some real Fire Emblem for adults, rather than baby games for babies, which is what these more recent Fire Emblems are. Man, uh, listen, look,
0: to the, listen to this Fire Emblem gatekeeping coming coming out of the coming hard from Carrie.
1: I've been playing Fire Emblem since two thousand and three, two thousand and four, um, and since whenever that fucking first GBA one came out in America, and uh, I, it makes me sick to see what that series has become ever since the success of Awakening uh fates is shit god fates is fucking awful um three houses was a step in the right direction and uh engage i'm hearing a lot of mixed reviews on but i have no intention on playing it um, well, what's was, funny though is that the people i was that literally have- so burned by by how bad fates was that it made me not want to play the series ever again and i had literally been playing <laughs>
0: Well, it's we're funny because like, most most of the negative reviews that I've seen of Engage have been because they took out the dating sim stuff. So if you don't like the dating sim I don't stuff, then perhaps care about yeah, those perhaps that, that might. Uh, God, I hope they die mad
1: about it. Fire Emblem never needed like there there were you know you would pair certain units up with each other and like build their relationship and whatnot, but it wasn't the focus of the game. And when it started to become the focus of the game, the game suffered as a result of it. And I'm not going to sit here and entertain the notion that Fire Emblem was better when it had a big dating sim element because it wasn't any better and the story was bad and none of the characters were good. <laughs> I'm tired of it.
0: <laughs> uh, he also asked Mike, uh, uh, Roy Rumble picks for the Saturday um.
2: Look, uh, I'm going with the safest picks possible Cody Rhodes yeah. and
0: uh, Rhea Ripley. Um, Rhea Ripley, I agree with, and she probably should win. Um, yeah. I agree with the Cody Rhodes pick as they probably will win. I know who I want to see win because Who's it would that? make for the most interesting story, and that is Sami uh, Zayn.
2: Uh, Sami Zayn. Yeah. 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 That would be, that would be, that's the one thing that I'm kind of uh, uh, afraid of. Is mm-hmm. um, I I I think everyone wants Sammy to win. The but the issue is like they they need to do some sort of like some sort of like they need to turn on Sammy right now, mm-hmm. and if they turn on Sammy right now, then Sammy ends up winning the Royal Rumble, and then you got the whole like I don't you, know. you could build the whole Daniel Bryan thing again. No, no, no. You,
0: you do the anti you do the anti Batista angle. Well, Sami Zayn wins first. And then they turn on him the night after Royal Rumble on Raw, and then uh, you have the build, okay. and then you have the build for for teams. yeah. Um, Mark asks, "Which game or series would you like to see wiped out of everyone's memories?" I'm going to go first, and you already know what I'm going to say. I think it's the same answer I have. Kingdom fucking Hearts.
1: Okay, mine's <laughs> mine's mine's I think adjacent. Final Fantasy Seven.
2: <laughs> oh damn. Come on, yo. Come on, yo. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Like, like, let's not get ridiculous, yo. Let's not get ridiculous. Well, is, it, is it
1: is it Brad and I if if we uh if if without no with no Final Fantasy 7, then there's no Kingdom Hearts. So I get a twofer on that really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I and I, and I feel like Final Fantasy VIII is a radically different game too. So, so I feel like Seven is is the nexus of the irritating JRPG
2: uh,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is.
2: <laughs> um, every single game that has simulator in it. So, and I'm talking about like I'm talking farming, about like farming simulator, backhoe, I know what you're backhoe about. simulator. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> about like big Power rig simulator. simulator. I'm talking about like like. You know, like innocuous job simulator. Like, yes. I, no, no, I don't want to simulate that. What? Get out of here! I'm looking at my power wash simulator.
1: What? To be I'm fair, power something can be very satisfying.
2: Yeah, apparently it's a good
0: like vibe game. Like, yeah, like to a a do it.
1: Wa- uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I would in in, this, in the same wash. manner that like unpacking is kind of like a good game to just like chill out with. I've heard that about Power Wash Simulator. I, I think my husband's played Power Wash Simulator. I should ask him. All right. Euro Truck Simulator. How about yeah, that? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is
2: that? Get out of here. Uh-
0: Twins. Gerard asks, uh, how hype are you guys for PVP and Marvel Snap? I don't know many folks who played this personally, but I'm having a blast right now. Currently it's 1650 and started to experiment with different deck configurations to change up My experience, Mike, I don't know about you. I haven't played Marvel Snap in probably about two to three weeks.
2: Give or take. Um, I I have all the cards that I wanted. um, And at this point, like what's like, I, I I'm 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 loading up now to see where I am, but I haven't played in a while. Like I usually, I usually log on once just to see what you know. I have I have nineteen hundred seventy gold, mm-hmm. so I want to see what kind of skins I, they have. But I'm at fifteen fifty seven, and I don't know, man. It's just it needs a shot neon for me. It's still a mm-hmm. great game. Right. It's still a great toilet game. Um, but I don't play it like I don't play it like I like I used to play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I
0: I used to do my daily check-ins too and play a match or two at the very least. But I like I said, the, the 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 turn that they're taking um and how they're monetizing the game is a little gross. And, again, once you get up to that collection level where all three of us basically are right now, I think I'm in, like, the 1700s, if I'm not mistaken, um, it becomes a serious grind to get new cards. And new cards is what keeps you on the treadmill, basically. So yeah. till till they adjust the drop rates a little bit, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to be coming back to it as much. They have been kind of showing what they are doing. Apparently, they did move some of the pull four cards um, into pull three to make them easier to get basically. And I think they're going to continue doing that as time goes along, because basically you keep getting pull three cards. Um, like you always get a new pull three card until you've collected all of them essentially. Um, and then you'll start to see four or fives go up. So, um, I guess that's a smart way to do, but yeah, I haven't really been playing that much lately. Yeah. Um, uh, Leonardo asked, what's up? Not much.
1: Not much, man. Chill. It's Monday. Yep.
0: Justin says, what are your all's thoughts on Forspoken? There seems to be some drama about Square Fang for positive reviews. So what Justin's referring to specifically I the checks bounced. Well, no, not even not even that. What what Justin's referring to specifically, I think, is because they, they released a release trailer today.
1: Yes, yeah, that so, has so, some right.
0: very cherry-picked uh quotes. A,
1: a lot of <laughs> a lot of one and two-word quotes that were cherry-picked right. from reviews. Not not even all of which were reviews about the game some of which were just previews of the game yes. some were, some of which were reactions to earlier trailers and whatnot so um
2: it's one of those situations yeah, the, where it's like it's one of those situations where it's like ellipsis great ellipsis
1: yeah one of those or just the word <laughs> fun um, yeah,
2: pretty, yes. pretty,
0: and, and of course they're taking the quotes like out of completely without no context completely
1: all, out so. of context now keeping in mind that this is not necessarily square enix Doing this, this is them outsourcing to whatever marketing trailer partner they have, and they decided to, you know, cut it in the way that they did. And basically, someone in the Square Enix marketing department went, Cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything about Square paying anyone for positive reviews, I have not been able to confirm that. Um, obviously that's that's a big story if that's what's Mm -hmm. going on here um but there's been mostly mixed reviews um that being said um my uh my buddy gene park at the washington post uh has been posting some late game footage uh and there's some stuff that i think looks pretty fucking cool as far as like how that game looks and plays um I will play it when it is eventually and inevitably free on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's probably <laughs> true too. I I don't have much to say about it because it is not a game that I'm at all interested in. It it screams like early 2010s action game motif yes. on top, and not in a good way. Yeah, like 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 I see really I see I I see for spoken, and I'm like like I think to myself like man what if you set prototype in this magical land (laughs) and that's just like that's just the vibes that I get from it honestly
1: yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) that's funny so So.
0: yeah uh Brendan says did everyone finish Elden Ring I dropped it and picked it back up on Steam Deck and can't stop playing and making new builds
1: I'm still working um who, who did we beat most recently Godfrey or like Godfrey's spooky ghost, that was a big boss.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I so um, so you're officially further than I got then cuz like I said I put it down about 65 hours in um and I I got am to
1: 54.8 hours in. Um oh no, we did we did uh we did pray to Rikard. Okay. That was a fun fight.
0: I, I got that. to um I got to the capital before I put it down just because I kind of i had my fill at the time i i definitely see myself going back to the game when i want to it's
1: i am i am all in at this point like there is it's like i I, again i've as i've as i've said i've been playing almost entirely in co-op with my husband which has been a lot of fun um because i'm not I'm not very good at souls or <laughs> so it's nice to have someone to hold my hand while I scream. What is, what is the, your
0: build? I'm curious.
1: Uh, Dex mm-hmm. uh, with uh, high endurance as well yeah. and vigor. So, so you're, i'm trying so you're, to tank uh, it basically
0: so, oh you're, you're tanking i thought <laughs> yeah, when you I'm, said I'm, high decks and vigor i thought you were you rolling high decks. I thought you were oh no
1: them. like i'm i'm rolling but like i need that really <laughs> high endurance so that i have enough stamina to roll and also so that when i put my shield up uh i can tank the hit without taking a ton of health damage um also i need that high endurance so that i have enough um weight available so that when i wear very heavy armor i don't fat roll all over the place. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I think my problem is that I don't think my build is well optimized. Like I st- I'm still trying to play like, my build is not
1: optimized. No, no, no. no, no. At like, all. like
0: I'm trying to play sword and board and, and with heavy armor. And that's not that's not a, that's just not my style of playing in these type of games. So, okay. like, I think I just need to re- redo my build and and be a little bit more
2: aggressive. So
1: go take a larval tier to mm-hmm. Renala. Yeah. Yeah i put
2: uh put 150 some odd hours into it um my main was uh a lot of decks well at this point like i got a lot of everything Mm -hmm. but um but i never wear heavy armor like I, i i roll with when i when i played it i don't know i haven't played it in a while but i would roll with two rivers of blood uh which is how i was able to kill that that uh that boss that i forget her name Millennium? yeah she's not she's not that difficult she just hits hard she hits really hard it's not like she has a complicated move set right she just hits really hard and when she, when she hits hard she siphons she leeches yeah, she, your health into her your health right so you just can't get hit that's why that one dude is just walking the problem- in there
1: is, um, micah micah i'm not good at these games uh, uh, well, and look, i get I, hit but a
0: lot but, look, no, no, but you're good at monster hunter like like i figured monster hunter would have prepared you would have prepared you to play a look, game
1: the the way that i play monster hunter too is all defense dude like i i my monster hunter build is like i'm stacking full guard full guard up full yeah you do play lance guard. right i play so. lance so i do sword i do i do my poke stick and my shield and so i can do a power block and my whole goal is to run up on the monster poke it in the taint a million times until it dies so
0: what so and, in El- so an eldon ring why don't you switch to like a strength build and use a halberd instead
1: I already been playing the game <laughs> this one way. To, I feel like, now. I feel like
0: Halberd would suit Halberd shield would suit your style much better.
1: It's too late. too late for me. I also really like the bloodhound Fang.
0: I do that's too. That sword. was also my weapon of choice. Uh, that's a really fun
1: sword. I've been going with that. So yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, finally, Trey asks, what's the over under that square releases a releases current trigger as an NFT out of spite uh, to get money. Or for both reasons. Here's the good news about why that will never happen. They could never pay Toriyama enough money to, to allow no, that to happen. Exactly. So <laughs> it's
1: never going to happen. Fortunately for everyone.
0: So uh, I'm beginning to think they will never re-release Chrono Trigger until
1: no, they will they never did do it, it on the DS. They did it on the DS that one. It's long not time. the same.
0: It's not yeah. the same. That that game should get a full. Like remat like like a like a
1: give me the give yeah. me do it just do it in the fucking HD two D style it would be oh okay. that
0: would be incredible that's what they should do mm-hmm. but we but we'll yeah, never get it we don't get good things from Square
1: so. Square Enix pay me one million dollars and I will give you all of my good ideas and leave <laughs> the planet
0: <laughs> really really all Carrie would do is like they they'd be like we're thinking about doing this and you'd be like no. Yeah. And the, and they'd be like, well, give us another suggestion and you'd be like, anything else. <laughs> Literally anything else. <laughs> it's like back and then back to the drawing board. Then they come to you, well, what about this
2: idea? No. No. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, well, that's half of what a consultant does any goddamn way.
0: Good. They they need to hire more <laughs> of them then. And, and and oust that president to be like no no yeah, full look, full ahead to square Bitcoin Enix. <laughs>
1: Square Enix. flat fee one million dollars I will be a on hand consultant for let's say six months and uh, I will give you all of my good ideas and I will tell you that all of your bad ideas are bad and <laughs> uh, then you'll never see me again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that is it. Thank you guys for submitting your questions. Again, you can submit your questions in the DensePixels post office by going to DensePixels.com slash fans. You should also... Subscribe to Dense Pixels as well as all the other TNP studio shows wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. You should also go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and click the subscribe button and ring the bell icon so that you can watch this podcast in video format every week. And while you're on the internet, go to twitch.tv slash dense pixels and follow all of us as well. I am dense pixels brad. Carrie is up. It's Carrie, Terrence is 410. Micah, not on Twitch. Or is on Twitch, but doesn't do anything on Twitch. So Eh, follow him if you want. But uh, that's all you're going to see there. (laughs) That's it. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See ya.
2: See ya.